Hello and welcome to Forward, a podcast all about moving forward in the direction of our dreams. I am your host, Lydia Morales. So whether you are running, stumbling, or crawling forward, I am here for you. We're going to figure it out together and do amazing things. And make sure you subscribe to my newsletter in order to receive your free gratitude journal with 13 digital stickers and life updates from me as well. Just go to lydiamoralesco.com or check the link in the show notes. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode on Forward. I am so happy for you to be here because I have an incredible guest for you today. Her name is Becky Chibera, and she is a social media manager. So, Becky, welcome. How are you? Hi, good, good. How are you? Uh, I'm great. I'm just excited to talk to you and talk about your journey. Um, going from a what a nine to five and then starting your own business in itself is incredible. And on top of that, you add social media manager to it. It's like, whoa, she's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you let us know what you know what you do and what your business and life looks like right now? Yeah, um, so I am a social media manager. Um, and basically I work with small business owners and I take control of their social media. So, um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and TikTok are the platforms that I work with. Um, and yeah, they, uh, it just kind of depends on what their needs are, depending on like what platforms do they use? What um, are their goals? And then we kind of just go from there and I formulate a strategy. And yeah, I guess that's about it. (laughs) That's it. You're so humble. Like this is huge. Like people struggle with one platform and you're here like, I got you on all of these platforms. Yes, Yes, absolutely. That's the benefit of working with a social media manager, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But why don't you take us back and how did this actually started? Because I want to know, like, when, where did this inspiration hit to even become a social media manager and have your own business? It's kind of a funny story. After I graduated from college, I ended up just taking the first job that came to me because, you know, that that's what you do when you graduate. And the first job that came to me was a job in the insurance industry. Um, And I worked on personal lines. And then I also was the office marketing rep. Um, Mm -hmm. And then after that, I went to a different insurance agency. But to be totally honest, I I always felt like something was missing. um, And I just couldn't put my finger on it. And then maybe about five years into my insurance journey, I discovered crocheting of all things. And (laughs) Yes. And I was obsessed. I mean, I still am. I love to crochet, but um, I ended up creating a business around it and I started an Etsy shop. And um, I found myself really enjoying the back end work of Etsy. So like, you know, taking the product photos, listing them online, writing the description, creating the content for social media. And I just kind of wondered if there is a business in there somewhere. And one of my friends had, and we were working together at our nine to five, and she had just quit to go be a virtual assistant. And she said, you can totally do this. And I'm like, are you sure? Okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I started a virtual assisting business on the side. 
And my very first client, you know, you're new to business, you know, nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, My very first client asked me if I would manage her social media. And I said, sure. So I did. And I ended up falling in love with it. Um, So then I was kind of trying to do a 50, 50, like social media manager and then virtual assisting. But I loved the creativity that I get to do with um, social media management and the flexibility. And so I ended up pivoting into only social media management. And that is where I've been ever since. Wow, that is incredible. (laughs) Like who would have thought that just crocheting would have opened up like this world, right? I know it's wild. Yes. Oh, that is so crazy. And um, so you left your nine to five, you went full time on this social media manager and you just, you've never looked back. And it's like, right. Yep. Yeah. I don't think I want to go back. <laughs> I can't manage it. I love, I love my business and getting to work with my clients. It's so much fun. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned, um, you know, the flexibility and the part that you love that you get to be creative. And, you know, this at the end of the day was the outlet that really fulfilled a bunch of the things that you were looking for. And you didn't even know they were there at first, right? Because five right. years at an insurance, that's a long time. It's so long. Yeah. And there's, I think like the piece that I, I think about a lot is there's really no room to be creative in insurance because it's just laws and statistics and finance, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think like, when I discovered that little piece of creativity, it just set me down this path of like, okay, I need to be creative in my day to day. Oh, yes. And I love that so much because I feel like we don't get to be creative enough, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing a regular job, whatever it may be. It's just, it's so hard to do that. So I'm, I'm like so proud of you for finding your path. Thanks. <laughs> it's awesome. And why don't we talk a little bit about um, just the mindset behind all this? Because, oh, yeah, because yeah, I'm sure like as a kid, you weren't like, I'm going to be a social media manager, you know? <laughs> right. It was like, yeah. what what behind this? So I have to say a lot of it had to do with the pandemic. So um, I was sent to work from home. And to be honest, it was the greatest thing ever. I loved working at home. Um, And at the time I was working on my Etsy. And so I would like work for, you know, do my job. And then on my lunch break, I might work on my Etsy for a little bit, go back to my job, whatever. And then once I started this business, I just, I put my all into it and I loved it so much. I was literally working I would get up and work five until seven. And then I'd go to my day job on my lunch break. I'd walk back across the hall, do one hour of this work, go Mm -hmm. back to my day job at four o'clock hit. I'd eat dinner. Then I'd get back to it and I would work. And I got to a point where that just wasn't sustainable anymore. And I had to make a choice. And I, I just felt given the circumstances of the pandemic, it really made me think about like, okay, life is short. I don't want to be working a job where I dread or I'm unhappy in every day. I want to be doing something that I am passionate about, that I enjoy. Um, And so my husband and I talked about it and we decided we would just take the risk and see where the business led. Mm -hmm. So it's, so we, I ended up quitting um, in 2021 and it was the best decision I've ever made. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And I love that you went back to the whole, you know, you only have one life. Like, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? Because I feel like a lot of times we get like that little whisper, like you're not supposed to be here at this, Mm -hmm. yeah you know, at this other job, but we don't listen to it. And you listen to it. <laughs> yes that's how I felt and I yeah I wouldn't change it I had like in not to say I I really believe that you can work a nine to five and be a hundred percent happy and like fully fulfilled but my nine to five I was just so unhappy with like the way things were going and management and my job. And I was just like, I'd rather take a risk on myself and be happy than stay in a stable position and be unhappy. And honestly, the, the pandemic made me jump and take that risk because had that not have happened, I don't know that I would have been such a risk taker. That's true, because it kind of took you out of your daily routine, right? Kind of made us, everyone, really reflect on a lot of things while that was going Right. on. So it was a really pusher to, Mm to some people, including you, to do something that you probably wouldn't have done otherwise, maybe, -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. Or it would have taken me much longer <laughs> to make the jump before the pandemic. yeah, and I think it's really cool that you mentioned that your friend became a virtual assistant, and then you're like, oh my god, like, I know someone that did it, because that's always encouraging, isn't it? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness. Well, were there anything, was there anything you weren't expecting from this journey? Like, I know you weren't even expecting the journey, but <laughs> with that being said, any curveballs? Yeah, I wasn't expecting entrepreneurship to be so challenging. I feel like that's a conversation that is like not had a lot because people, you know, they, they say, oh, I can work from anywhere. I can, you know, go work from a beach. But in my experience, like, yeah, I could do that, but it's not feasible. And I find myself like in my entrepreneurship, I actually find myself working more now than I did when I was in a nine to five. And me, I have a friend that's a photographer and her and I talk about this all the time. We both feel like we work more now, but we're so much more fulfilled. So even though entrepreneurship is hard and I'm still trying to figure out like my perfect balance between like, okay, how much do I really want to work and how much do I want to, you know, be at home with my husband and my dog and my cats. <laughs> and so it, that's definitely been the most unexpected part. Cause I think people jump into entrepreneurship, like, oh, I'm going to have all this free time. It's going to be great. And that just wasn't the case for me. I, I was so busy. And I'm getting better about it now, but I'm still busy. But to be totally honest, I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> oh, I love that so much because when when you're fulfilled it does it's not as draining as the other jobs I mean I think we've all experienced that we have a job we like and Mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes by fast even though you do a lot and then there's those jobs that one hour just feels like 10 hours and you're like Yes. dying Yeah. inside Yep. I mean, I could, that, that's so true what you said, because that's how I felt in my nine to five. And then my entrepreneur journey, I probably spend more hours on it, but it doesn't feel like it. But I can tell by the clock that I do, but it does not feel like I'm spending all this time. And it's probably because like the creativity aspect is partly a hobby. Like I just like creating graphics. I like writing, you know, so it just, it doesn't really feel like work all the time.
yeah <laughs> of course and that's the really cool part because we do talk about um you know it's not always an easy fun ride you know we've gotten a lot of examples like it's um, sometimes like riding a roller coaster with the white knuckles and you want to get off and you can't see what's next <laughs> yep exactly totally agree yeah and but at the end of the day having that freedom to be creative to do something you love and to you know ultimately have fun mm -hmm. with it. you know that's really a big driving force and I find that a lot of people find that very satisfying because it's fun yeah it is and I also like um that you get to pick who you work with when you're a freelancer um which I I love I love being able to be picky about the type of people and the energies you know like you can tell right off the bat if you're not a good fit for someone and it's like really it's really great that you can either move forward or not like I like having that flexibility it's all about the flexibility for me <laughs> <laughs> because it's a huge perk you know like deciding mm -hmm. even who you're gonna work with that's that's a choice not everyone has so it's yep. like you know so it's like all these incredible things that are happening now because you decided to take the leap, which is yes. crazy. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and why don't you let us know a little bit of, um, since we're still talking about the whole mindset thing, what do you do? Two questions. Like, what do you do when you begin to feel stuck in the business? And do you have any habits that keep you going forward? So when I start to feel stuck, um, I force myself to take breaks mm -hmm. because for me, feeling of being stuck, I feel like is really borderlining on feeling burnt out. And I like, I don't want to reach that. So when I kind of get to that point, I'm like, okay, you need to put your laptop away and be present. You need to if, like, like just yesterday, um, I had a hard day in the morning and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to take the rest of the day off. And I feel mm -hmm. great today. And it's, I think that's just what it is. Like nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary. Like I'm thinking like tough situations, right? Mm -hmm. And if you just give yourself some time, um, it you feel a lot better. And so that's how I I kind of keep going. And I I will say just because I don't want to be so like you know rainbows and sunshine about it, there are times where I'm like, gosh, the nine going back to the nine to five would be so much easier, right? Like just show up and work clock out at five. If things aren't done, Oh, not my problem. <laughs> but then I, then I like keep thinking, I'm like, you know what? Every, I get this freedom and this flexibility and I get to be creative, which are things that you just don't get in the nine to five, at least that I don't, that mm -hmm. I didn't get. I'm sure other people might have those opportunities, but it, they weren't for me. So whenever I feel like that, I just kind of take a step back. Um, another thing too, is I, sometimes you, as an entrepreneur saying no, gets difficult. And so you keep accepting work. Um, and I have learned to be protective of my, um, I want to say energy, but I feel kind of silly saying that, but you know what I mean? Be protective of myself and so I'm getting used to saying no a little bit more or like not taking on jobs that don't fit what I what I do because mm -hmm. because I'm creative I have a lot of um, design work come to me and I want to do it but I've recognized mm -hmm. like I need free time too I can't take on everything yeah. so there's that um, what was the other question 
the habits any habits you have mm, yes so I to, habits to stay on track right that was the question mm -hmm. so I utilize the reminder app on my iPhone mm -hmm. and I have like certain things that pop up and remind me so like one mm -hmm. thing that I really struggled with entrepreneurship, um, my husband, he, this, this is kind of funny. He mm -hmm. got a, a brand new job, um, two months before I quit my job. Mm -hmm. And so we had this whole like learning experience about like, how do we coexist at, in the house at the same time? Because before he would get home between like four 30 and five, mm -hmm. and now he works at 5.00 AM. So he's getting home at one in the afternoon, oh. which is in the middle of my work day. And love him dearly, but I get so distracted. <laughs> so one thing that I've learned to do is that like, I, I like to work all places in the house. I'll work in, in our bedroom. I'll work in the living room. I'll work in the kitchen. But when he comes home, I just know that I need to pack up my stuff and move into the office and close the door so that I can focus. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing that I do. I also like to start the day, um, now I'm going to tell you this, but it doesn't mean that I do it every day. I have good intentions, but they don't always happen. Um, I got a walking pad for my desk and um, because I do a lot of sitting and I'm like, and I live in Iowa, so it's very cold here a lot. So I can't just go outside and take a walk, unfortunately. So I got a walking pad and what I do is in the morning, I will watch some type of educational content. Like this morning I was watching, um, a workshop on Pinterest mm -hmm. and I just get my steps in while I walk. And then after that I have breakfast and then I have my coffee. And then I, it's like, my mind is just ready to sit down and get work done. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. And Hey, not all of us can do things every day, you know, like, right. yes, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> is there, but doesn't yeah. always happen. <laughs> well, I think that's awesome that you went about and you got your own walking pad. Like, Yeah, I needed to do something. It's <laughs> a good reminder. You know, you need to know yourself mm -hmm. and know yeah. what you need and what your body needs. And I think that that's a great example of it because you need that. So I love mm -hmm. that. <laughs> now, I would love to talk more about um, what struggles you find that your clients actually have because I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to those struggles and then they could be like go with Becky <laughs> like <laughs> oh, where do I even begin I, I think the biggest struggle that my clients have is that they just simply don't have time for social media which that is the that's the point that you need to hire somebody. If you are busy enough in your day to day that you just can't even get to social media, mm -hmm. that's when you need to start looking. Um, and then in addition to not having time for social media, they, they don't really know what to post. So there's a whole strategy behind posting to social media and it's different for every client because every client has different goals, different products, different service. So it's, mm -hmm. it's just different amongst them. And like, one of my clients told me that she just, when she would think about it, she would just throw up a, a photo and write some text and, and go on. And mm -hmm. I'm looking through her content and this is when we first started working together. And I'm like, I don't know how your audience knows what you do when you're posting this type of content. Cause she just didn't know, you know, she's mm -hmm. just posting whatever she could just to have a presence, which don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. That is a great place to start. 
but eventually you need to start improving your presence and, you know, making those connections and nurturing your audience. So I would say the biggest problem that my clients have is that they simply don't have time for social media. Mm-hmm. The second thing is they don't know what to post, which is perfect because I do. <laughs> yes. um, and, and then I would also say they struggle being everywhere at once and as they should, because you shouldn't, it's, it's very difficult to have a presence all over the place. Um, and so that's another big thing that I help with. I, I usually have a couple of platforms for per client and manage that for them. And then, um, because each platform has a different audience, if, if you Mm want to get into the weeds of that, but so yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think, I think that's it. Those are the the three top problems that I, that I see a lot. Yeah. And that, I mean, just how, as you're talking, I'm like, yep, we've all had those struggles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it just feels like, like, it's like this, not like, like this overwhelming thing that that you have to do sometimes. Right. It is. And then when Instagram started throwing in reels, I mean, like that really put a wrench in all of my clients because they're like, okay, now how do I show up on reels? So, um, I have, so actually I'll talk about that. One of the things that I do for my clients is I create a whole reels calendar. So they just have to take it. They have, you know, take I don't know, an hour out of their day, they film, they go through the calendar, film everything and send it back to me, which Mm -hmm. is so much less time than them having to research what reels to do and figure out what's right for the caption on that. How do they want to film it? Like I just tell them what to do and they take it and they go. Oh, that is so helpful. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I try. I try to be as helpful as possible. (laughs) No, of course. And you know, there's, there's a lot of, like I said, there's, a, I think there's also a lot of fear with the social media world besides the lack of time too. Some people are like, I don't want to be seen or I'm struggling to actually put myself out there. So I love that you can help with this and and, and really tell them what to do, right? Yep. Yeah, that, that is actually a good point that you made. A lot of my clients, it they like have this imposter syndrome about putting themselves out there. And if you're a small business, I mean, there's exceptions to everything, but if you're a small business, you really want to be the one present on your social media. And so there's a lot of um, mindset training, if you will, to like say, hey, no, this picture of you is beautiful. Like, I I don't know what you don't see, but trust me, this is going to be great on your social media or just coaching them through like, here's why you need to be on reels here. Here are some easy reels that we can do that don't require you to be on camera for a full minute. You know, it's just, it's working within their comfort zones, but also making sure to get them front and center. And I do have clients that just absolutely don't want to be on camera and, and that's okay. And they just understand that they might not get as great of reach, but mm-hmm. you know, that's just, that's the thing with social media is it's not an exact science and it works differently for everyone. And you mm-hmm. just kind of have to work with what the client wants because ultimately it's their business. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. And I really love that you touch on that, that um, it's okay for them to do it how they're comfortable and that you know 
it just because you never know it could be a success for them that way for their audience and yeah and I think that's a really good point to touch upon because um I know when reels start coming out people are like I don't want to dance in front of the camera (laughs) like I don't want to dance at all my business is serious I'm like I don't don't ask me (laughs) yep yep right Yes, that is so true. And I'm like, you don't have to dance. There's so many other things we can do. <laughs> oh, and I think that that's just really encouraging for you to say that, you know, because you will customize it so they can be comfortable, but they can still have that presence. Yep. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, um, it's just so important for a business to have their social media because there's so much competition, right? And it just helps them stand out that way. Yes, it does. It helps them stand out. It helps them nurture. So like, here's the thing with social media is you're not going to post a photo and immediately get sales. I mean, sometimes maybe yes, but the majority of the time that isn't how it works. You have to nurture your audience and Mm. that takes a lot of time And a lot of business owners just simply don't have the time to like to do that part of business or think about it. And so it's just easier for them to hire that out, Mm -hmm. which is great for me. But (laughs) yes, um, social media is so important for brand awareness, for nurturing the audience. If you think about it, um, because I feel like there's this thing going around social media um I shouldn't say social media around Instagram the have you heard of the nine grid no so the nine grid is basically where you delete all of your social media content and you only have like nine images and then under each of those images gives out information um but and and a lot of people are doing that because they say that their clients aren't on Instagram they still want to have like a like a, a presence or a um they, they want a profile, I guess, on Instagram, but they're not actively posting because their client base isn't there. Mm-hmm. And I think that the client base is there. I recently had a client come to me. Um, she reached, so she like filled out my information form. She noted that she didn't have an Instagram and I thought that was interesting. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we got on a call and she told me that, um, it was a white labeling opportunity where she was going to outsource some work to me, but she told me she did not have an Instagram, but she looked me up on Instagram and liked how I did my own and she scheduled an appointment with me. So that just goes to show you that like your client may not have a business profile on Instagram, but maybe they have a personal or they just know that they can go to Instagram.com and search in a hashtag for whatever product you're offering so if you're not having an active presence on Instagram like you're really missing out on an opportunity Mm -hmm. oh my god I love that you touched on that because it's it's so true there's um there's a lot of people that don't have an Instagram for their business and I forget there's like how many millions of people on Instagram I I can't remember what the number is but yeah it's it's millions of people and people can even look information up on Instagram that don't have an Instagram oh okay see I didn't even know that yes yeah that's how this client found me she went to instagram.com and like went to the search function and mm-hmm. he typed in like hashtag something or other and discovered me so it peeped that can happen mm-hmm. um but the only way you're going to get discovered in a hashtag let's say is if you post 
regularly. Like if you're not posting regularly, your content's not getting pushed to the Explorer page. It's not getting pushed to any hashtags. It's not getting pushed at all, you know? So having a regular presence on Instagram is really important. Um, on LinkedIn isn't, I mean, LinkedIn is a different client base, but again, if your clients are on LinkedIn, like if you're more businessy, business savvy, mm-hmm. you might want to be more active there. But I say for anybody's listening, the, the best place to be is the Instagram, Facebook combo. Cause you can post to one and it goes to both. Mm-hmm. And then I would also suggest if you have a e-commerce business or a blog, you have to be on Pinterest. Mm. those are amazing tips see you guys for the audience (laughs) yeah (laughs) then you can go and uh pick becky's brain once you hire her what (laughs) yes oh my god first of all becky i just love everything you're saying because there's it's all so true um not just about us how you got into business but how social media is so important for your business and all that you can do to help people with it it's just really incredible um would you mind sharing some success stories that you've had from from some of your clients sure um i've had a couple clients i have had a couple clients go viral on reels um although i don't post that very much because there's no like science behind, you know, there's no science to all this stuff, but so I can't like promise reels would go viral, but it is really exciting when it happens. So, um, I love to see that I have a client who has a bakery and Mm -hmm. she was doing this huge event. Um, and it was like at a festival and we were promoting it hard on social media. Mm -hmm. And after the festival was over, she messaged me and thanked me for everything because she said, they had so many people coming into the bakery and letting her know that they found out about the thing from social media and they came to the actual festival because they saw it on her social media. So mm-hmm. that was really exciting. Um, I had one client, um, she's still a client of mine. Um, I had a, I had a, another client come up to her, tell me that um, after the first month of working together, they had like a two, no, I'm, I'm guessing it's like 240. 47% increase in clicks to their website. And then they had like, I can't remember, it's been a while now, but they had um, some wild increase in sales. So I screenshot that and put it on my, on my portfolio if anybody wants to go look at that. Um, so I was really thrilled about that. Um, but yeah, and then I have, I also have clients that they don't have monetary goals, right? Because I can't promise sales. And so most of my clients, they see a large increase in reach and impressions and follows. Um, yeah, did I, did I touch on everything? <laughs> Sometimes I get to talking and I just like trail off. <laughs> oh, those are incredible examples because they're examples of real people that got real results. Oh, I have another one to share. This one's really exciting. I had a client work with me. Now, this isn't this isn't normal. Usually I have clients that come to me when they're like already at a point of success and they just don't have time to manage social media. Mm-hmm. But this client came to me in the very beginning stages of her business. She started a business and she knew that she needed help with social because she didn't know what she was doing and she just wanted to start off on the right foot. So she started working with me. I think she had like 
40 followers. I mean, brand new business. We we started working together before she even had like a service available for people to purchase. Um, So the very first um, event that she had, she works in the event space, was in March. And then by June or July, it was that summer, she told me that she was fully booked every weekend for the first, and that was her goal. She just wanted to be booked every weekend. And then she wanted to grow and get double booked so that she could hire some staff and do multiple events. But um, so that was really exciting to see that um, my, my contribution to her business was really, really helping. Oh my God. Yeah. She reached her goal. Like how crazy is that? Yeah. Oh, I love that example. And the really cool thing too is, you know, just you're helping people from such a genuine place you know you want them to succeed you want them to reach their goals and you know and at the end of the day when they're like oh my god thank you you helped me you're like oh my god like (laughs) thank you for helping me it's so it's such a mutual beneficial relationship because they hire me to help them with their social because they have goals and I want them to keep me on right so I'm doing my best possible work for them because I also want them to reach their goals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I love that. Cause you know, you, you give it's, you know, you're both receiving something and it makes it so much worthwhile when, when you get to, to help them in that and, and whatever they need. So I really love that. And it's the part that you forget about mm-hmm. social media managers. Like they want you to, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. yeah. We want you to succeed. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, I love that so much. Um, what advice do you have to others that want to be social media managers? I'm really curious on this. So to other people that want to be social media managers, what mm-hmm. I would say is don't feel down in the beginning because in the beginning, it's really hard um, to get clients because you don't have the, the things needed that people want to see, right? You don't have stats, you don't have portfolio yet. So what I recommend is creating a portfolio, like you might not have a real life client, but create like you do. So mm-hmm. come, think of a business in your head, create a whole strategy around that. Um, you can also offer, there's so many entrepreneur Facebook groups, go in one and say, hey, I'm starting a social media management business. Would anybody want to work with me? You can, I mean, whatever your comfort level is, but financially, but you can do free, you can do 50% off, 75% off, whatever you need to just get your portfolio started and then take education courses. Like I, I feel like my education just never stops. Like with social media, things are always changing and Mm -hmm. I'm always learning and it's, I really, really enjoy it. And if you want to be a social media manager, I would guess you do too. So always take education courses. Um, and when you start feeling down, like there's no, there's no clients are not finding you, um, just keep going and post on your own socials. So that's where I need to take my own advice. <laughs> I, as a social media manager, I am just so concerned about my clients content that sometimes I forget about my own. Um, so do as I say, not as I do. But- <laughs> Trust me, if you're trying to be a social media manager, it is so important to have a very active um, uh, status on your social media accounts. You should be posting um, multiple times a week if you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's such great advice. And especially, you know, when you mentioned at the beginning, because it, it'll be, you know, to 
gain that traction. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, see, that way they can stay encouraged and keep going um, because you had the success as a social media manager and it was all about keep, you know, you kept going, you figured it out, you kept learning and now here you are and I love it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, well, Becky, let people know where they can find out more about you, go follow you or go work with you. Yeah, so I am on Instagram at Chipra Creative, and I will spell that because I know my last name is a bit weird. <laughs> so <laughs> it's C-H-I-P as in positive, um, E-R-A, and then creative. So um, you can find me on Instagram at Chipra Creative. And then um, I'm also on, no, I was going to say I'm also on Facebook, but I, I am on Facebook. I just don't post very much there because I just love Instagram. Um, but you can also find me on my website, chipracreative.com. Okay, awesome. And I'll have all the links on the show notes so it can be easy for you guys to go follow her and check out her website. And Becky, it was just so lovely having you on and, and hearing your story. You have an incredible story and you're helping so many people navigate this crazy social media world. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes, anytime. Oh, <laughs> and I'd love to have you on later on. And it was just so good to have you here. So thank you so much. And to everyone listening, we'll see you again next week and have a lovely day. Bye. Today's episode was sponsored by my Create Daily Joy course on Udemy, where you'll learn all the tools in order to create a happier you. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave me a review so that other people can also find this podcast. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.